Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome. Welcome to Warriors Wrap-Up. Wrap up. Curry takes another three. It's up and good! He's got six! On 95.7, the game. Pass to Wiseman off the pick, and he flies in for a dunk. Jam! Oh, by Oubre! He caught it right at the restricted area and slammed it home with a left hand. Here's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. Covey. Westbrook middle, chest pass to Beal. Back to Westbrook, three on the way, straight on the way, short. Rebound, loose to the wing, grabbed by Beal to the corner. He fires, he hits, and he got fouled! He got fouled, and he knocked down the free throw to give the Wizards the lead from down three. They go up 108-107, and uh, the Warriors would have a great play drawn up by Steve Kerr, leading to uh, what uh, Damian Lee opened initially. The defender uh, collapsed on him, but uh, he had a chance to go up for the shot, then threw the ball away instead. And the Warriors go on to lose this one, 110 to 107, 888-957-9570. Tonight uh, is a night for the fans to react. This is a brutal loss and a tough pill to swallow uh, for Warriors fans in a season that really Ryan Covey has been full of losses that feel like tonight. I kind of put tonight in a little bit of a different category than some of the other ones, but bottom line, point blank, when you have uh, the three-point lead uh, after you come back in the final two minutes and there's 19 and a half seconds to go, you have to close out that game. But just bottom line, J.D., it's, it's, it's a brutal loss. It's an unacceptable loss. Late-game execution was awful. Uh, and it's unfortunate because, you know, the Warriors really didn't play well for long stretches of this game, particularly early, kind of got their groove. You give Washington credit. They kept fighting back. And just when it looked like the Warriors were going to lose this game, they all of a sudden put themselves in the driver's seat. But then just some critical errors down the stretch. I mean, Andrew Wiggins, like, what are you doing there? Fouling Beal. And then Damian Lee to give up the rock there. Uh, I, I mean, just go up, man. Go up and try and make a play. Like, it, I, it felt like the shot was there. He just needed to put it over the defender. Uh, but either way, just lackluster late-game execution. And ultimately, the Wizards deserve to win this game. Yeah, they did. And and for me, the uh, reason I say I put this game in a little bit of a different category is because we talked about it on Warriors Live with Jim Barnett. The Warriors came out, and they did not – I mean, they came out flat tonight. They got down nine at the end of the first quarter – And they played tonight in the early going like a team that thought they could just walk into Chase Center, show up at center court at 7-10, and that was going to earn them a win. And uh, we talked about the fact that while the Wizards are not by any means a good team, if you allow them to hang in a game, they have talented players that can beat you uh, down the stretch. And I think one of the more frustrating aspects of this game, in addition to 
all of the things that we're going to dig into from the the closing 20 seconds uh, and all of the miscues from the Warriors in that stretch is it's a night where, for the most part, the Warriors held Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook down but got obliterated on the interior, in particular in the first half by Robin Lopez. Rui Hachimura lit them up uh, in the first quarter and, and went for 22 points. And it was just a night where the Warriors flat out didn't bring it, didn't have enough offense in the first half, didn't have enough purpose in the first half. And and again, you know, the Warriors haven't had a lot of games against bad teams where they just haven't showed up and, and have had to kind of steal them late. Uh, they absolutely should have still stolen this game late, and, and we'll get into that. But for me, it was the first quarter and the first half that uh, is the most galling aspect uh, of this basketball game. When if you come out humming and moving and taking advantage of the Wizards, who are a pitiful uh, defensive squad, you should be able to put up uh, far more than the 111 points that would have been necessary to, to win this game without having it come down to having to steal it late and avoid fouling Bradley Beal uh, on a three-pointer in the closing seconds. Yeah, you nailed it. I mean, they they thought they could just show up tonight and, and win this game, that the Wizards weren't going to bring it, and the Wizards certainly brought it. Warriors got killed on the inside tonight, too. I mean, they got totally exposed. And I think in the first half, you know, Westbrook, and you know, a little to a lesser extent, Beal, but certainly Westbrook was content to just be a distributor, uh, and then they tried to get going in the second half. But when it was closing time, I mean, it was Bradley Beal making the shots and, and making the plays. But uh, they it was, uh, you know, a, a nice collective. I mean, you look at what the bench did tonight with Lopez going for 20. Uh, Bertrand's, I mean, he banked in a three. I was like, are you kidding me with that? Um, but I, it was just, you know, you look at the Warriors bench, 14 points on 4 of 17 shooting, uh, not going to cut it. And, and through it all, J.D., uh, you know, the missed free throws were certainly aggravating. And, and you know, I, I do give the Warriors some credit, you know, for stretches in this game. I mean, early on, like the threes weren't falling. There wasn't enough effort and, and there wasn't enough collective intent. As the game wore on, they started putting the ball on the floor, taking it to the paint. I actually thought James Wiseman had a really nice game tonight. Um, but they just they left the, themselves open by missing too many free throws and letting the Wizards hang around. And when you do that, you give a team a chance to steal a game. And they did, man. They just took it from them. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Where do you put the blame uh, for this one tonight? As the Warriors lose to the Wizards, one ten to one oh seven. So Golden State now twenty four and twenty eight. It's a quick turnaround. The Rockets are inside Chase Center tomorrow, and and that game becomes an absolute must win. Uh, for the Golden State Warriors. The Pelicans actually got themselves a win uh, tonight. Uh, and so the Warriors uh, wind up losing ground when you look at the standings now. Golden State uh, still 10th uh, in the Western Conference standings, so they're clinging to that final play-in slot. Uh, one game up on the Pelicans, who got a win tonight. Uh, one game back of San Antonio, who did lose in Denver uh, for the second consecutive game. Uh, Memphis got beat late, so the Warriors remain three back of the Grizzlies for the eighth spot. And it's really a golden opportunity missed to gain not only on San Antonio, uh, but also Memphis could have pulled to within yep. two of that eight spot. And uh, that you know, eight versus nine means you'd have two chances to win one game to earn yourself a, a first round series. So uh, this is a costly, costly loss against a team that the Warriors with Stephen Curry absolutely 100% should win. 
Yeah, no question. And golden opportunities like this have slipped through the Warriors' grasp before. Uh, and, and I think, you know, you, you look at the individual mistakes that were made. A real deflating moment for me in the fourth quarter was when Andrew Wiggins got to the line and he missed both free throws. Uh, and at that point, the Warriors were 10 of 17 from the stripe. And you're just thinking, okay, like if you're not even going to make free throws tonight, like you are really tempting fate here. And you're right. I mean, you know, I was watching the scoreboard around the NBA tonight. I saw, you know, you got a chance to make up some ground. I watched the end of that Spurs Nuggets game. You saw Memphis, uh, you know, get a, you know, the, the Knicks came back and beat them, um, you know, in, in New York tonight in overtime. And so you're thinking, all right, well, just find a way to steal this game. And it looked, J.D., like it was going to happen. And I, I just, I mean, help me understand why they just don't foul right there. You have a foul to give. I mean, I guess, you know, they got, they played enough defense to get the stop, but you didn't collect the offensive rebound. And, and then you foul. Like, if Bradley Beal's going to hit a leaning corner three uh, to, to tie the game there, I guess, give, you know, I guess tie the game there. Uh, you have to live with that. I, 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 take that shot. Like, if you're Andrew Wiggins, you know, at that point, the play is lost. Like, if he's going to hit a leaner, you know, to tie it from, you know, from the elbow there, by all means, knock yourself out. Uh, he's not going to make that shot. What, he's going to make it probably 20% of the time tops? So I don't know why Wiggins yeah. is giving him a chance to, uh, you know, get an M one there. Yeah, as far as not intentionally fouling, uh, I mean, there we'll hear from Steve Kerr on this here shortly, but with 19 and a half seconds to go, to me, that's too much time. And I know that's a that's a heavy debate uh, throughout the league. Uh, a lot of coaches will foul, maybe not in that situation, but but if you get inside of 10 seconds, that's typically when, when teams will foul up three. With 19 and a half seconds, there's so much time left that, that I think a lot of coaches don't like to, to just play the foul game where, all right, you foul, and then it's a maybe a one-point game if they make two, and then they've got to foul you. Uh, and I think you know maybe part of that is, aside from getting the rock to Stephen Curry, uh, the Warriors do have some shaky free-throw shooters uh, on the floor in that particular situation. So uh, if, you, if you foul and there's you know, 15, 14, 15 seconds left and the Wizards make both, then it's a one-point game and maybe somebody other than Steph Curry because at that point there is enough time left to where a team can try to take the ball out of Steph Curry's hands and foul somebody else. It's not like a situation where you get it into Steph and they have to immediately foul the first person that, that touches the ball. So with 19 and a half seconds left, uh, I wouldn't have intentionally fouled up three, uh, but the bottom line is in the scramble situation off the offensive rebound uh, following the initial Westbrook miss, uh, you can close out if you're Andrew Wiggins on Beal, but you just you can't foul him. You have to run by him. You have to uh, you know stop short of him. Under no circumstances can you foul him uh, on that shot uh, to give him the three free throws if the shot doesn't go in. But uh, as we saw play out, give him an opportunity to win the game uh, essentially at the free throw line by, by hitting for a, a four-point play. So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570 if you want to react to this one. Uh, Wizards beat the Warriors tonight 110-107. Uh, to 107. Bradley Beal with the, the uh, corner three. Uh, as he knocks it down to tie the game uh, in the closing seconds uh, and was fouled by Andrew Wiggins. Warriors drew up a nice play. Uh, to me, Wiggins fouling Beal and Damian Lee not just taking the ball up over, I, I believe it was Denny Avdia who came over to help. Uh, to me, you, got, you, you have to take the shot. If he blocks it, he blocks it. If you miss it, you miss it. But uh, those blunders are worse, in my estimation, than any decision to not foul with the 18, 19 seconds to go.
Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, Damian Lee, like, put up the shot, man. And, and he's been the one guy, you know, hitting the shot in Chicago, the, a couple of free throws against the Raptors. Like, he's the guy that seems to be totally fine with having the ball in his hands in those uh, late-game situations. I'm thinking to myself, okay, this is when Damian Lee goes up and, and you know, hits the uh, hits the layup. And, you know, I guess, you know, at that point, uh, what is it, a, a one-point game at that point? Like, the Warriors would have would have actually taken the lead, right? I'm sorry, everything happened so fast there. Um, but yeah. regardless, yeah, and then, then they had to foul and then they needed the miracle three after the two free throws. That's right. So, yeah, I'm thinking, okay, well, here comes Damian Lee to win the game. Uh, and, and ultimately, for some inexplicable reason, he decided not to shoot the ball. Um, I hope we can hear from Damian Lee. Uh, and I guess he felt like he got closed out on to the point where he wasn't comfortable putting up the shot. But I don't know, man. It, it seemed to me like pretty standard. You know, just put a little arc on it, put it up and over. And, you know, you're probably that, – that's certainly a higher probability than, you know, a kick out three, which I guess that's what he was looking for when he got closed in on it. I know there was uh, somebody standing in the corner there, um, but regardless, just just take the shot, man. Just take the shot, like, and just live with the results. Yeah, and we, we will hear from Damian Lee coming up here. Uh, let's hear from Steve Kerr though on on the two big plays. Uh, and the the big question for Steve Kerr coming out of this game was the decision to not foul up three with 19 and a half seconds to go uh, after the Warriors uh, were up 107-104 on the two Stephen Curry free throws. Here, here's what Steve Kerr had to say about not fouling. Well, there were, there were I think, 19 seconds um, at the start, and so we did not want to foul at that point. We usually do it later in the clock, you know, kind of under 10. But that offensive rebound obviously killed us. So, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of a lot of things that went wrong, and and that was that was one of them. Yeah, so a, a lot of things that went wrong, and again, I kind of paraphrased what Steve Kerr had had to say. That that's pretty standard uh, in in the NBA. Uh, it's it's under 10. Teams are more apt to foul. I think over time, teams have become more apt to to foul in in that situation where it's under 10. Uh, it's still highly unusual especially when teams have timeouts to to foul with that much time on the clock and then just continue to to basically play uh the free throw game i also let's hear from kerr on uh the damian lee play his uh, viewpoint of that turnover uh that basically salted this one away in the wizards favor well it's a tough play you know he's got an opening but he's got a you know, a guy coming over to block the shot, so he knows there's a two two on one on the backside. So you got two shooters on the on the backside, and uh, you know if he can deliver the pass, then sure, you know that's the right play. You know, I've been there. It's a very frustrating position to be in. You know, when you when you have a play at the end and and it doesn't work out. So you know, we're all going to lose sleep tonight. I'll lose sleep. I'm sure, Damian will. I'm sure all the guys will. It's a really really tough loss, but we gotta we gotta bounce back. We got another game tomorrow night. Yeah, another game tomorrow night, indeed. And I'm I'm watching the play back uh, as we speak. And you know, Andrew Wiggins was the guy that wound up in the corner. Him right. and Ubre uh, were on that opposite side as the shooters. And Avdia came over, and yeah, he just he just threw it away. I mean, it was just it, to me the the play was to just go up and attack and, and attack on the backboard side. Uh, you know, he brought the ball back uh, toward Avdia, obviously, to, to make the pass. But but to me, there was a window, and it really was a, a nice play. It was. Uh, Draymond hit him in stride. And, yeah, it's a tight window to go up and, and get that. But to me, it was go up backboard side and try to lay it in and, and, and use your body to try and get fouled by, uh, you know, go up hard and, and try to get 
fouled by Avdia there, and maybe you're going to the line uh, at that point, or uh, you know you're you're going for your own three point play. So well designed play. I, I don't think you'd be kicking it to Wiggins. I mean, the defender didn't commit to a point where kicking it to Wiggins uh, would have even been the the right. There was just the defender could have got there, and, and it was a, a weak pass. It looked like he kind of got half, you know, caught halfway, uh, and then the pass was picked off, and that was the ball game. Yeah, and I mean, you think about it, there just wasn't a lot of time left anyway at that point. I mean, there was only about a second and a half left. So, um, you know, even if he completes that pass, I mean, it's still, I guess he still has time to get it off, but it's going to be close. I mean, he might not even be able to get the shot off in time anyway. And I agree with you, you know, and, and Avi is coming, Avi is coming so hot too. Like, he's probably going to foul you, right? I mean, if, if you just put any kind of, any kind of hesitation, put a little spin move, put it off the backboard. Like it just, we've seen enough basketball to where it's just, you got to live with the results there. If he comes in and makes a, a heroic block, like you tip your cap and you keep it moving. I thought there was time to make a play there. And again, it happens at breakneck speed, but he also has to be aware of the clock there, right? I mean, even if he kicks it out to Wiggins, uh, by the way, Andrew Wiggins was, you know, 0 for 97 from three-point range tonight anyway. So I don't know. Something in front of the basket there was preferable. And by the way, you don't need a three to win the game. You just needed the two. Yeah, you just needed the two, and I think he got. I think he got caught on on, on the help, and I, I'm looking at it. There was still probably three and a half seconds at the point where he was going to decide. So if if Wiggins had been open, he he probably would have been able to get it to him. But at that point, I mean, the the, the play and the play was well designed. Now again, you know, in, in a lot of situations, maybe in previous years, uh, Clay Thompson is one of the shooters on that side, and the defender is going to have to stay glued more to, to clay. Uh, I think, you know, part of the Wiggins has hit corner threes this year, but I think part of that is, is lack of shooting because if you have a shooter in that spot, uh, Avdi is going to be less willing to come over and help. And if he does come over and help, he's going to have to be a little bit closer to the defender and maybe he can't quite get there in time. And Lee would have been able to go up, but uh, either way it was a, it was a really well designed play and a well-executed play right up until the point where where Damian Lee uh, didn't take the shot. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. It's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey here. It's Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. Uh, just asking the simple question tonight, where do you put the blame uh, tonight uh, for this loss? As the, the Warriors, uh, for me, just didn't bring it in the first half. Uh, you know, should they have fouled uh, with, with 19 and a half seconds to go? Uh, I don't have a problem with that one. They did get, you know, Westbrook, who's not a great three-point shooter, to take a three. It's tough in a scramble situation off an offensive rebound. Uh, teams can seemingly get an open three-pointer anytime they want off an offensive rebound, especially late in games uh, in, in those scramble-type situations. We've seen the Warriors with Steph and Clay uh, in situations like that hit some big three-pointers to, to help the Warriors uh, tie and, and, and win games. Uh, but uh, tonight, uh, it, it works against them. Yeah, and, you know, as far as playing the free-throw game, like, when you've got Steph Curry, like, that's always going to be advantage you. And that that's really, you know, would be my main rationale there to say go ahead and, and trade free-throws and foul. I know collectively the team hadn't been good from the stripe, but you're going to get the ball in 30s hands. And I'll, I'll live with the results of Steph Curry playing the free-throw game all day. Yeah, you hope you do. You hope you get it to 30. 
I mean, right. he, again, it's not a guarantee you're going well, to get the ball to 30. But. Sure, but, I mean, for most inbound plays, you can get the ball to Steph Curry. I mean, it, it, granted, not all the time, but even then, like, okay, Damian Lee's a pretty good free throw shooter. Um, you know, but regardless, like, the, the Warriors had every opportunity to win this game tonight. It, first of all, they had every opportunity to lose this game tonight. Then they had every opportunity to win. Uh, but I, I really do, I mean, I agree with you, J.D., this game was lost in the first half. And, and sure, they put themselves in a position to win. Nice little surge by the uh, the second unit to start the fourth quarter after the Wizards had really pushed back by the end of the third quarter. Um, I didn't really understand why when when Steph came back in it, it, with, with Draymond um, and it was Oubre and it was James Wiseman and Jordan Poole were still out there. The Wiseman thing I understood. I thought Wiseman had a really nice game tonight. You, you know, you can play Draymond at the four uh, and maybe, you know, get some easy buckets down on the block from James Wiseman. Jordan Poole staying out there, though, and you know me, J.D., like I've, I've, I've tried to find ways to, you know, sell everybody that Jordan Poole's coming around and he's gotten better, um, and he had some nice moments early, you know, when he first came back from the bubble, but, I mean, lately Jordan Poole's looked awful, and tonight he, he looked totally lost I, I and I know Kerr got him out of there pretty quick after uh, I think the Warriors gave up a couple of buckets in pretty short order after that but I just I couldn't understand why the decision to stick with jo uh, with Jordan Poole was made there either coming out of that timeout it's like okay Poole you go rest like let's let's get you know Bazemore whoever in here I, I didn't understand that move at all yeah I think he was trying to get Bazemore a quick rest before bringing him back and then he knew at some point he was going to bring Wiggins back in and that they were just going to at that point, uh, you know, potentially go small uh, if he was going to be coming in uh, for Wiseman. So so Bazemore would have been the extra man basically in Wiseman's spot, but you want to give Bazemore a little bit of a rest because Bazemore was on the floor from, I want to say, that maybe the four-minute mark of the third quarter uh, at that point. So you want to give him, because he was out there with that, with that group at the top of the second quarter, uh, a, a little bit, or at the top of the fourth quarter, a little bit as well. So that that could be part of that uh, part of that reason. Uh, but yeah, when you look at it, uh, you know, it, it's a situation where yeah, he got he got him a little rest and got him the heck out of the game. Uh, and then yeah, you bring Wiggins back in for Wiseman and you decide to go small. The, the irony of that fourth quarter, Covey, uh, is the fact that you know the bench group actually flipped the game. You know, the Warriors had the big run in the third quarter from the starters, but then they wasted it toward the end of the third. But then the bench group at the top of the fourth with Wiseman, who was a big part of that, outscored the Wizards sixteen to six. So the Warriors were down six going to the fourth, and they wound up up four at that point uh, where the first subs came back in with, with Steph and Draymond. And then very quickly, uh, there was a quick turn there before uh, Steve Kerr was able to get Poole and, and then Wiseman uh, out of the game. 888-957-9570. Let's pause. We'll hear more from Steve Kerr. We'll also hear from Damian Lee as well. Uh, and we'll get to your phone calls here uh, as uh, the Warriors drop a tough one tonight to the Wizards. 110 to 107. You heard it right here on 95.7. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little 
or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Here we go. 6.1 left. Warriors down by one. Lead to Draymond. Curry, Lee goes back door, goes up, he lost the ball, blocked away, and it's picked up by Beal, who's fouled with 1.2 to go. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey on 95.7 The Game. Well-designed play. Looked like Damian Lee had a shot to go up against Denny Avdia in the closing seconds there, uh, but he turns it over. The Wizards go on to beat the Warriors 110-107, to 888-957-9570. We will get uh, to Damian Lee sound from the post-game Zoom room coming up here in just a second. He discusses that play that we just heard. Uh, but first, let's get to law-abiding citizen. Law-abiding citizen on the phone lines, 888-957-9570. Uh, what's up, law-abiding? You're on the 95.7 The Game with J.D. and Kobe. Hey, what's up? Yeah, man. After this game, like, it's just, you know, I, I got to think about, like, that, that song that uh, Akon did. You know, you can put the blame on Steve. You can put the blame on Steve. You got to put the blame on Steve. And this season, people have been saying that like there's inconsistencies. Well, there's one constant on all these games, and that's the lack of discipline in the turnovers. We have not seen any improvement on that front. It's every game. The Warriors are frivolous with the basketball, and especially in the waning moments, like the the Wiggins jumping up on that corner three. It's just like there's no discipline and like it's just there's no improvement from that and you know JD and Kobe like I'm I'm gonna put the rat on the table like people talk about next season I hate to break it to you the next season the the bench is probably gonna suck unless these guys make 
vast improvements. And that's what's concerning me right now because I'm not seeing improvements from the second unit. Like, I see it in spurts. But then, you know, we have these, we commit these turnovers. And I just, I don't see any discipline improvement at all. Okay. Anyway, y'all have a good one. Appreciate the call. Look, Warriors only had 13 turnovers for the game tonight. And, you know, it's it's untimely turnovers. It's it's who's turning it over when. Uh, obviously, the Damian Lee turnover is a, a critical one in a moment where if he goes up and makes a layup or gets fouled, the Warriors win the game as opposed to maybe losing the game. Uh, as far as the bench goes, though, look, I, I think the war. I, the rat on the table there is the Warriors are going to have to completely revamp their bench. Like, I mean, with all due respect to Kent Bazemore and Damian Lee, who have both had their moments for this team and helped them win games this season, both of those guys, uh, you know, deserve to be playing in the rotation that the Warriors currently have. Uh, they got to look to upgrade over those guys, and they got to look to upgrade over Jordan Poole uh, as well, and maybe even look to upgrade over Kevon Looney. I mean, the war that's the four-man bench tonight. I, I maintain that that's Look, it, it, it's not going to get it done every single night, but it's the best chance for this Warriors team this season to finish. It's those four guys playing and probably anybody else beneath them on the depth chart not playing. But as far as next year, they cannot have this same bench uh, and, and expect to, to, to contend or compete or, or, or even be a, 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 a top five team in the Western Conference. No, that's not a that's not a top end playoff team type bench. I mean, there's just no way around it, and that's no, something that Bob Myers is going to have to address. Um, we'll see if and how Kelly Oubre fits into that mix when you insert Clay Thompson, you know, back into the starting lineup. Um, but regardless, that that's going to need a major facelift, a major overhaul. Uh, Steve Kerr knows it. Bob Myers knows it. They've they've spoken on it at several junctions. There's a difference between what you can do to try and win games with that bench the rest of this year and what it's going to look like when we head into game one of next year I can assure you for Warriors fans that lament this uh this bench group right now you're only gonna have to see it for another couple of weeks here uh because it's going to change in a major way this offseason by hook or crook I mean even if it means you know trading even somebody in that starting rotation uh that we'd project to be in there next year um and whatever it's going to take to add some more depth to this team I think this uh this organization is going to be keen to do it and I think it's the right play uh, unfortunately uh, if you know, if if you try and overhaul the bench too much, and and you want to you know do a major facelift, that's going to involve trading like Draymond or Wiggins, somebody like that, or even James Wiseman. Really, the only two guys for me, JD, that are untouchable are Curry and Clay. And and I love Clay. And and the only reason he's untouchable is because he's making a ton of money and he hasn't played basketball in two years. And I'm not even saying that I think that they should. I love Clay Thompson. I hope he comes back and he's just fine. But he is as big of a wild card at this point as you will find either. Uh, Steph Curry, for all intents and purposes, should be the only one that's untouchable uh, because, look, this team wants to get back to winning basketball. And if you, you know, if you want to if you want to try and prolong this this back end of Steph Curry's career for as long as you can, you have to be willing to make some sacrifices along the way. It's just what are those sacrifices going to be? We'll find out this summer. Well, and tonight is the kind of game where I, I look at a guy like James Wiseman and 18 points on 9 of 11, and, and tonight is, is exactly why I'm not trading James Wiseman. I feel and, it. And I, sure, yeah. and, I, and I sure as heck am not trading him to upgrade my bench. Now, maybe you're, you know, like to me it would have to be part of a bigger package to where you're bringing. Like there is under no circumstances am I trading James Wiseman unless 
you're bringing in a superstar. Uh, and, and granted, Wiseman alone may not be enough to get it. The other question is going to be, you know, do the Warriors wind up with, obviously, their pick and the Minnesota pick? You know, and is the draft deep enough to where the Warriors can get somebody that is plug and play with maybe not the Minnesota pick, although maybe with the Minnesota pick if they get it, but with their pick. Like, uh, this is supposed to be an exceptionally deep draft, and if the Warriors are going to keep their pick and the Warriors' pick is going to wind up being, uh, let's say, 15-16, somewhere in there, if if that's the way this is going to play out for the Warriors, then they have to get somebody that can walk on the floor and contribute for them next year, or they have to consider trading that pick for somebody that can walk on the floor and contribute in the rotation next year that's going to be better than Damian Lee and going to be better than Kent Bazemore. Yeah, and, and point of clarification, I, I wasn't advocating trading James Wiseman to strengthen the bench. My point is, how, how bad does it get down the stretch, and how much pressure does Bob Myers feel like he needs to make wholesale changes to this team to get them back into contention next year. And that's where you sure. might it gets into a more uncomfortable conversation about trading guys that you perceive to be starters on the squad next year. Yeah, and for me, you know, just on that front, like for me, I'm not I'm not going to get too far down the road of using too much of what we've seen this year to make grand decisions about the Steph Clay Draymond trio let's say, just based on the fact that they still haven't played a game together going back to game six of that 2019 final series. Like, I'm sure. I, I'm, I'm, just of the belief that I, like, I can't, uh, you know, allow the fact that, you know, Kent Bazemore and Damian Lee and Jordan Poole and Kevon <laughs> Looney aren't the best bench. And because of that, I'm going to look at, you know, maybe look harder at trading Draymond Green. I'm not, I know I'm not saying you're flat out saying that either specifically, but for me, it's almost, all right, though, I need to know where those three are at together before I can determine whether there needs to be a decision made on one of those three. And I sure as heck wouldn't be looking to you know, fix other areas of the roster by trying to deal one of those three. Let's get to Robin. In uh, Robin uh, is up next here in the city on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Robin. Hi, you guys. Um, I just wanted to say I enjoyed the game. Of course, I'm disappointed that they lost. But you know what, guys? They competed. And I just wanted to say that um, I get a little annoyed, and I own that, that people look to blame when there is no blame. I don't see how you can blame Steve Kerr. Uh, you know, we came off a five-year run, guys, and we, like people have said, we're a victim of our own success. You need talent to win. But besides that, what I saw tonight was good. I like James Weissman. You guys know that I, 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 I'm not uh, really high up on him, uh, but uh, I, I have seen improvement in terms of his basketball IQ. I like him around the rim, and I think they competed. So I just wanted to say that, that they competed, and there was a lot of good coming out of this, and I just wish people would just stop blaming Steve Kerr. Stop blaming all the time. Peace out, guys. Take care. Yeah, thanks, Robin. To me, if if there's any criticism for Steve Kerr tonight, if there is, and I'm not even making a strong case for this, but if there's something you want to criticize, to me, criticize the fact that that they weren't ready to go at the beginning of the game. And and, and I'm not even putting that on him, but to me, but it's, if there is one thing, it's, hey, these guys need to be ready to go at the beginning of the game and not get down and play as ugly a first quarter and really a first half as they did. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, and, and regardless, you know, if it's 
you know, looking, quote, who to blame when a team comes out flat like that. Like, the coach has to bear some responsibility. But, yeah, I, I think, you know, end of the game scenario, he didn't foul uh, Bradley Beal, you know, while he's hitting a right. fadeaway corner three. And yeah. he sure as heck didn't have Damian Lee trying to kick it out to Wiggins. Actually, he drew up a hell of a play, and Damian Lee was taking it to the bucket to win the game. He just decided inexplicably not to shoot the rock. So um, everybody and their mom thought Steph Curry was going to get the ball there, including every single player player on Washington and that allowed Draymond to, to find a cutting Damian Lee like to me that's Steve Kerr with the grease board making a heck of a play and by the way Damian Lee's a guy who's had success in some late game scenarios this year so you know you can blame the team for not hitting free throws you can blame the team for poor execution I guess yeah you're right you can put it on Kerr for these guys not being ready to go Kerr's had some rough nights for me this year this wasn't a Kerr game this was this was a team loss yeah, absolutely. And and again, it, it's tough to say, hey, you know, look at the coach when a team doesn't come out, you know, ready to ready to play, because that's the easiest thing in the world to say, well, wait a minute, that's on the players. How the hell are they not ready to play off the top? So I'm a little more open to having that conversation, though. Uh, but to me, yeah, to your point, I mean, the final play was a was a well-designed play. I'm not giving Kerr Flack for not fouling with 19 and a half seconds to go. Westbrook missed the three. The Warriors couldn't get the rebound. Wiggins under no circumstances can foul Bradley Beal. Even if he runs by him and Beal drills the three, then worst case scenario should be you go to overtime and you play five extra minutes as the better team tonight and it comes out in the wash that the Warriors win. Like, extending right. the game at that point. And, and look, the Warriors were not the better team tonight, for the most part. I thought, you know, I always have kind of the internal conversation uh, of, you know, did you play a winning game or a losing game? And I, I thought the Warriors played a losing game tonight. Uh, yeah. They damn near were going to win the game. And once they had the lead, they probably should have won the game. But as far as... The, the two teams tonight, who played a winning game, who played a losing game, the Wizards, to me, played closer to a winning game than the Warriors did. Yeah, I think you're right. And there were plenty of times tonight where Washington was getting anything that they wanted. I mean, their ball movement was crisp. And we know that Russell Westbrook, he can be a polarizing figure, but he's a hell of a passer. And he, he's a grinder. I mean, on the offensive glass, like, he keeps those guys working. And, you know, it seems like guys on Washington, if nothing else, J.D., and we're talking about a team 18 and 32, seems like guys know their role on that team. You know, and, and I still, you know, for the Warriors, seems like we're still figuring it out. And I'm, I mean, I guess I'm sure plenty of Washington fans will be out there were like, well, you didn't, you haven't, you know, watched every game, the 32 that they've kicked down the road this year, where I'm sure there's been some, some disjointed moments, shall we say. And, and look, they, they didn't seem to be particularly willing defensively, um, but offensively that you could tell that team moves the ball around and they, they can get down on the block and, and they get a lot of open looks and their, their passing, I thought was pretty damn good tonight. I mean, they ended up with 30 assists. So um, they, they did, they played a winning game on the the road tonight uh, and they deserve ultimately they deserve to get the win the way that they played for sure yeah and if anything for them they they've had a lot of games like the Warriors have had tonight where they just come out and you know they've beaten some good teams you know th this year if anything they kind of come out I think a little bit flat against half the league thinking that they can show up because they do have guys like Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook and some other talented pieces and I think they they do the hey we're going to show up thing a lot and they get beat a lot because uh, they do that. So, uh, but but yeah, th this team for all the teams that you know, you look at their records and you go, well, that team stinks or this team isn't very good. And we talked about this on Warriors Live. I mean, 
the Wizards have Westbrook. They have Beal. Uh, Hachimura is a solid young player who lit the Warriors up in the first half. Uh, Avdia is, is an interesting piece, although he did not have a good game tonight by any stretch of the imagination. Robin Lopez can do some things. I mean, they, they have some players. Bertans can knock down the three. I mean, that, that team uh, among the bad teams in the league is not completely void of talent is, is the point that, that I'm getting at. They have an awful record, but, you know that they're not they're not void of talent. You look at you know you look at their talent versus the Steph Curry. If the Warriors don't have Curry and these teams are playing, who's the more talented team on that night? Oh <laughs> right? yeah, you know I mean, there's just no question. Yeah, it, it, but you would think you know that's kind of wait a minute. You know maybe that's a game where the Warriors could win. But when you actually lay it out, kind of like we did a week ago when they played the Raptors, it's like wait a minute. You take Steph Curry away, all these teams have have a lot more talent. Uh, from time to time than the Warriors do. 888-957-9570. Let's hear from Damian Lee quickly, and then we'll get back to the phones. Uh, We played the the turnover in the closing seconds there, uh, and uh, Damian Lee did address uh, that final possession. You know, slipped out. It's open for, you know, second. Draymond made a great pass. You know, try to make the right basketball play. Knowing there was two on one on the backside, turned it over. I mean, that's that's solely on me. That's completely on me. I got to be better in those situations. I hold myself to a high standard. The team holds me to a high standard. I got to be better in those situations. Can't can't cost us the game. So there you go. Uh, I mean, Damian Lee is a stand up guy. He owns it. And I mean, at that point, there, there's really nothing more. There's nothing more you could say, right? Well, he could he mean, could say one thing. I mean, I, I just would like to know why he didn't shoot. You know what I mean? Like, the, like legitimately. And, uh, you know, if he felt like the shot was going to be blocked, okay, fine. Um, I, I, I just can't rationalize that the best basketball play there, if you have a layup when you only need a two-pointer to win the game, is not a preferable shot to kicking it out to a corner three when you only need two and you have an open look down on the block. And that's all. And I, that, That's the only question that I would have. Why did you feel compelled to pass there instead of shoot? It looked like you had a shot to take. Yeah, it, it definitely looked like there was a shot there. And, and yeah, well, it, it sounds like he didn't answer that question specifically or he wasn't asked that question specifically or, or that was the answer to, to that question. Right. Uh, you know, either way, uh, it uh, my, my guess would be that, that Avdia came over and he either panicked uh, or thought he couldn't get the shot in the moment. And it, sound, and it could just be, hey, you know, you go, if you don't go up, uh, you know, immediately, then you're going to be a split second late. And at that point, if you know in your head you're a split second late, you feel like ah, I can't shoot it. What am I going to do with it? And then because because the, the pass wasn't a pass where it looked like you know he he really was committed to making the pass either. It looked like he kind of got caught in between. What am I going to do? Oh, I'm going to pass it. And then it was just because you know, the pass wasn't even close yeah. uh, to to going to to the intended target. Uh, let's get to uh, Tenderloin Dad. Tenderloin Dad's up next here. What's up, Tenderloin? Hey, gentlemen, good evening. Um, thanks for playing the clip there from the uh, brother-in-law to kind of get this started. It was a nice reminder as to how I feel tonight, which is fed up. Um, I agree with you, Kobe, that Kurt drew up a great play at the end there. It kind of makes sense to get him down the post, and it worked well. I don't understand what he was trying to do passing the ball. He should have gone up for the shot. He should explain, you know, explain for that. And I don't really like what he had to say there because it's really reflective of the coaching and of every the narrative of this season, which is 
Steve Kerr, Warriors Media. Let's get into full excuse pistol formation. Say a bunch of nice words. I need to get better. We need to do this. We're going to lose sleep at night. But you get into these game time situations. Wiggins is fouling Beal shooting a three. When we have the greatest free throw shooter in all time, they should have fouled before that was even a problem. And then, two, that play by lease. What is that? You know, and you could sit up here all day long and try to dissect the game. But what's really happening is there's, I'm not seeing any competition. There's turnovers, lack of interest. There's nothing being done, and that's reflective of coaching. And I think that, you know, people need to get on that narrative, and I don't hear it. And, you know, furthermore, people want to keep running the same sorry takes. And newsflash, next season's coming up soon, and the things aren't going to change. Go get a new take. Thank, thanks for the call. I, I don't know who you're directing to go get a new take, but, but here's the deal. they got to get better players. They have to get better players. If they want to be a better team next year, they have to get better players. They need better players coming off their bench than Damian Lee and Kent Bazemore. And, frankly, Jordan Poole and Kevon Looney as well. I, I mean, that, that's how you fix the bench. You know, I mean, it's it really is a, a, as simple as that. And, you know, a, again, we can have a conversation about, you know, them not being ready to go at the beginning of the game because the one way you want to you want to avoid all of what happened late is you have about an eight or a 12 point lead with in the final minute. And it doesn't come down to Steph has to try to save you and you got to come up with a big defensive play and you got to choose whether you're going to foul or not. Look, teams do not foul. I know. You know, Fitz on the television broadcast was going crazy about it, and he probably is going to be going crazy about it for another, you know, 10 years. But the reality is teams do not foul with more than 10 seconds to go intentionally when they're up three. They don't do it. Under 10 seconds, yes. Over 10 seconds, no. And and so, like, I'm, I'm not going to go crazy about that. I, I'm just – I'm not going to go crazy about that. The thing that drives me nuts about this game was the fact that the Warriors showed up like they thought they could walk on the floor and it was going to be an automatic win. They did, and and that, that to me, you know, that is what the Sacramento Kings do. That is what the New Orleans Pelicans do. That is what the Washington Wizards do. That is what the Minnesota Timberwolves do. That is what the Houston Rockets, uh, b- before they had their all their injuries, were doing. Like, that's the part, that's the takeaway for me tonight that would leave me with a bad taste in my mouth. It's the fact that the Warriors showed up like one of those bottom feeders in the league that think because they had a big win the game before, they can just roll the balls out and claim a victory on that night, and it didn't happen. That's the part. Like, it's not X's and O's. It's not Steve Kerr. It's not this or that. It's show up and thump Washington. Yeah, and Washington has shown the ability to get thumped, and Washington typically plays to the level of their competition. They've done it all year. Uh, that's why they've got some big wins, and that's why they've gotten smoked by some bad teams. I mean, they've they beat Brooklyn a couple times. Like, they've got some talent there, so if you give them an opportunity, they can beat you. They've got some players. They've, these guys have been doing it a long time, uh, and, and I agree with you, J.D. Um, and, and the other thing, too, is, you know, 10 of 17 from the free throw line. Like, hit your free throws. Again, like, you were talking about, a, you know, a, a, it's Warriors up three. Uh, even, you know, at that point, I know they made a few more free throws because they made their last four. But you had a point in this game where you were 10 of 17 from the stripe. Like, if you're, you know, 15 of 17, game's over. Even 14 of 17, game's over. Like, make your free throws. And, like, I, I'm telling you, those two Andrew Wiggins missed free throws, it was – 
it was just like you just knew at that point, oh, this is going to come down to the end now. You can't, you just, you can't do that. You straight up can't do that. And so that's where another uh, an area to me where they left themselves, you know, just ripe to be beaten. And, and Washington was like, all right, we'll take it. Sure, why not? Yeah, ab- absolutely. And, and the two there and, and Wiggins split a, a pair uh, in addition to that. One of four from the free throw line tonight for Wiggins. I mean, that that's something that's – that's extremely frustrating and has been an issue throughout his career and with Minnesota and, and since he joined the Warriors. Let's hear uh, a little bit more from Steve Kerr uh, tonight, uh, just talking about the, the frustration of, of losing a game like this. Yeah, you know, three-point lead with, you know, under 20 seconds to go, you you got to close that game out. And obviously, uh, you know, Beal made a, a huge shot and then we just couldn't convert, you know, on the uh, on the next play. So tough loss. It's always 48 minutes that matter. So it's not just, you know, one one play. It's a, it's a whole series of plays. I, it felt to me like we, we weren't ready to go in the first half. You know, we just played a very poor first half, uh, defensively especially. And uh, we didn't pick up our energy until second half, even though we controlled the second half and took the lead and had a chance to win. You know, those that those 24 minutes in the first half, I thought came back and, and bit us. Yeah, I mean, to me, to me, that's it. And you can be upset that he's not, you know, in the press conference flipping the table over and screaming and yelling about why this guy isn't doing this or this guy isn't doing that. Uh, I mean, look, I think what we're also seeing is we're seeing a lot of Warrior fans that just they, they aren't they aren't used to this for like I, 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 I think it goes back to, you know, the way that this team would always figure out ways to win, even on nights where they didn't always play great but something magical would happen or a great performance would occur. And then at the end, it would all get kind of revised into the culture or the magic or, you know, all of our role players are spectacular. And, you know, when you don't win, uh, you know, it it just kind of changes the the context of how you view everything. No question. And I I know there's plenty of, you know, even my buddies that are Warriors fans, longtime Warriors fans, you know, one of my buddies was texting me tonight, you know, asking, why he watched Steve Kerr's press conference wondering why he's not taking Andrew Wiggins to task there for committing a horrible foul and it's just that he's that's just not how he rolls man he's a he's a coach of of veterans and there's a reason why he keeps that locker room together is because he just he won't do that and you know certain coaches they're wired that way Steve Kerr is not he's also not the same guy that's throwing around you know platitudes galore when the Warriors win like I give Steve Kerr credit like he basically stays the same occasionally he'll get a little hot and occasionally he'll cut loose a little bit and, and you know keep keep it lighter but for the most part Steve Kerr is the same guy he stays on an even keel and I think by and large his guys respect him for that and they appreciate that about him so you know on, uh, you can't have it both ways if you're Warriors fans and, and Steve Kerr is not going to change nor should he no uh, let, let's get to who's hot and who's not uh, as that is as always brought to you by Exergen because accuracy matters. I mean, James Wiseman's got to be the guy. We can give a nod to Stephen Curry, 11 for 25, 5 of 12 from 3. But uh, I'm giving my nod tonight to, to James Wiseman. Uh, and that's three consecutive pretty good games for James Wiseman. 9 of 11 tonight, 18 points. Uh, played well against Milwaukee uh, in, in the game on Tuesday night. And he had a pretty good first half in the game against the Hawks, even though that wound up being uh, an uglier game for the Warriors as it went on. So I'm, I'm giving Wiseman the nod here with, with now 20 games to go. It looks like he's starting again to trend in the right direction here, and, and just what a boost it would be uh, if the Warriors uh, can, can 
continue to see growth from him, regardless of the outcomes of these games, because you could make the case that his development is more important than the difference between this team winning 33 games or 36 games. No, I don't think there's any doubt, J.D., and that's that's spot on, and that should be the one thing that Warriors fans should take plenty of comfort and solace in tonight. I mean, Wiseman going for 18, and he looked just really comfortable out there. Looks like the game's slowing down. I thought he was really active, too, even up beyond the arc, setting screens like when he would come into the play late, um, you know, after being down on the block, uh, you know, defending. So, you know, a lot of times he's that trailer coming into the offensive zone. He's the last guy down uh, when the Warriors are moving it up quick and, you know, coming in high, setting screens. I really felt like he had good hands tonight. Last couple of games. I mean, that's been something that people have, you know, had a lot of issue with Wiseman in his hands tonight. I thought he handled the ball really well. And he just, he seems like he's getting more comfortable. Who would have thought JD having an extended run of playing time would be good for a young player. Boy, I just didn't see that coming. Right. Uh, so and, and Wiseman clearly seems like the kind of guy, the way he's wired where, you know, if he's feeling good and confident, it's going to show up in his game. And if he's not, it's also going to show up. So right now he's on the uptick and, and hopefully he can keep it rolling because, you know, nights like tonight, are a pretty keen reminder of just how talented and special this dude's got the potential to be. Yeah, as far as who's not, I mean, plenty to choose from. Uh, you Jordan, know, Jordan Poole. Poole. Jordan yeah, Poole. Jordan, Jordan Poole, uh, you know, 0 for 3. I didn't think it was Draymond Green's best game tonight, but yeah, Jordan Poole, uh, really Jordan Poole, uh, aside from uh, what, the Milwaukee game where he played a little bit better. It's been a rough, really, three-week stretch, I, yeah. I think, overall for, for Jordan Poole. He played great eight or nine games, and now these last nine or ten games, uh, to me, it's it's basically offset. Uh, I, I mean, he's he struggled. And, and when he's not made shots, he's looked like a guy that it's like, okay, well, what do you do that, that you know, Healthy says team. you should even be on the floor. <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, you, you, you've been on it the whole time, J.D. Just score, Jordan Poole. Find ways to score. If you're scoring, you're helping. If you're not, you're not. And that's Jordan Poole. And when he's not scoring, and obviously the three's not falling, he looks a little bit disheveled out there right now, too. It just it looks uncomfortable. And even for that brief couple of possessions he was out there with Steph Curry, uh, Steph didn't look comfortable with him out there. And it's like, wait, am I going to be on the ball here? Like, his Poole was looking to give it up. Steph would rather run off the ball, you know, so it was just, it just didn't fit. And I think, you know, Jordan Poole just looks like a guy that that's lost his confidence. And, um, you know, maybe this is just who Jordan Poole is. Quite frankly, looks like the Jordan Poole we saw for a lot of the year last year, just kind of aimlessly running around um, and not really having a whole lot of rhyme or reason as to where he's going. Certainly not in the flow of the offense. So, yeah, he's he and then Wiggins, too. I mean, let's face it. I think Wiggins, though, for the it's what's crazy, J.D., is for a huge part of this game tonight. Wiggins played terrific on Bradley Beal. He played killer defense on Bradley Beal for the majority of this game. He didn't hit any threes um, himself. Uh, you know, he had a couple of nice moments offensively. He had a couple of really nice passes. Think of that one wraparound pass on the break that he made. It was a beautiful pass um, to Damian Lee. But by and large, when it mattered most, uh, I-, I think you could also say Andrew Wiggins, who's not tonight as well because uh, of what the- happened at the end of the game. Yeah, so that's who's hot, who's not, sponsored by Exergen. Because accuracy matters. That'll do it for us. Quick turnaround. Warriors back at it tomorrow, and we'll be back at it tomorrow, 5.30 with Warriors Live. The Warriors uh, and the Houston Rockets. Uh, tonight uh, was in the must-win category. Covey tomorrow uh, <laughs> is going to be uh, even more in the must-win category than tonight was, uh, given the Rockets' record. And, and that's a team that doesn't have a whole lot of talent uh, that's going to be coming in. But still an NBA team. And if there's one thing the Warriors should take away from tonight, you got to come out and you got to bring it from the opening tip. 
if you don't bring it tomorrow night, this team's got real problems for the rest of this season. And lay your head on this tonight, Warriors fans. James Wiseman looked really good. And, and you know, the most profound thing you said tonight, J.D., was development of James Wiseman more important than anything that the Warriors do as far as wins and losses the rest of this season. That's just the reality of the situation. So props to him for a nice game tonight. Good stuff. I'll talk to you tomorrow at, at 5.30 for Ryan Covey. Uh, I'm John Dickinson. Thanks to Sterling. Uh, thanks to Sam. Thanks to uh, Bobby Spang as well. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow again, 5.30 for Warriors Live, Warriors and the Houston Rockets. And I'll be uh, with Nick Friedel tomorrow, 9 a.m. until 1 with Warriors this week. So uh, make sure you check that out as well. That'll do it. The Wizards beat the Dubs tonight, 110-107. to You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game.